Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. This is Primal Potential, and I am your host, Elizabeth Benton. Primal Potential is about you. Your ability to change is not defined by yesterday and doesn't need to wait until tomorrow. Your transformation is now. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and today we're talking about up grading your mindset. And we are talking about it with somebody who knows this, who lives this, who not only has taken herself so far in terms of her mindset, but also someone who works with her own clients on upgrading their mindset. Today, I'm going to be having a conversation about mindset with Beck Sadik. I met Beck Well, I was first introduced to her, gosh, several months ago, and ever since then, I've really been leaning into not only her message and her work, but also paying a lot of attention to what people who have known her for a long time say about her. And without exception, they talk about how her success has really been a result of the work she's done on herself and with her mindset. Beck is a holistic health coach, and she spends most of her time now not only building her own business, but teaching other people how to communicate effectively for their business online. She is very successful in business, but she's also a mom and a wife, And with a million balls in the air, she is deliberate about putting personal growth first. She knows that so much of success in life and in business is about your mindset. And in a day and age where so many people are talking about skill set, do this, don't do that, especially in business, but not only in business, it's almost easier to focus on those tactile things She is somebody who knows that it's mostly mindset. And whether we're talking about your role as a parent, your role as a spouse, your role in your career, your role as a business owner, when you upgrade your mindset, you get better results. And you are especially going to love, she nails it like big time when she shares her top three tips for upgrading your mindset. They are incredible. I cannot wait for you to hear this episode and hear Beck's perspective. Before we dive into it, I just want to pause for a quick second to thank today's show sponsor, Fabletics. Fabletics, as most of you guys know, is Kate Hudson's apparel company, her activewear company. And I will tell you that just this week, I started creating my holiday shopping list because I like to get ahead of the game. I don't like to feel rushed and because I know I spend less money when I start early. And I give Fabletics as gifts to so many people, not just people on my list who I know work out, but people who I know are are casual apparel fans. 
not only do I give this because I think it's really practical, and if you know me, I'm a big believer in practical gifts. I like them for myself, and I usually give them to others. So they're very practical. They're very functional. They're very versatile, and they're super high quality. But here's the other part. You can get a gift that's worth $40 to $60 and only pay $12 for it. I mean, I can't say no to that. I don't know who can. And you do that by going through their special link because that's how you get two pairs of leggings that, again, can average anywhere from $40 to $60 per pair. You get two pairs for $24. You just have to go through fabletics.com forward slash primal potential to take advantage of that. And while you're there, I'm a big fan of their sports bras, so check those out. I especially love the high-impact ones. Let's get right into today's show. And everything that we mention in terms of how you can connect with Beck, as well as the Fabletics link, you can find on the show notes for today's episode, primalpotential.com forward slash 671. And with that, upgrading your mindset, the how and the why, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. Here we go. So I am beyond excited to welcome Beck Sadik to the show. I've been looking forward to this conversation for so long, and I could not be more inspired by watching her build a business and grow a business and just show up as such an authentic version of herself. And I, I know we're all just going to learn so much from this conversation. Beck, welcome to the show. Thanks, Elizabeth. I'm super excited to be here. Huge fan of yours. Well, thank you. And I have been, uh, I've been listening to you and I have been watching you on Facebook. I'm totally fine with that sounding creepy. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that's life in 2019. Totally. And why I wanted to introduce you and your story to my listeners is because not only have I seen this for myself, but when I hear anybody speak about you and your role as a business owner, everybody talks about how much you've grown and changed. And that's a real passion of mine because I felt like growth and change were impossible for me for such a long time. And so many people that I work with now feel like their past has more power than their present and their potential. So where I wanted to, to kick this off is just, I just want to know personally, mindset-wise, what has changed for you over the last few years as a human being and as a business owner? Okay. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I think for me, a really big thing that has shifted really since I started diving into the world of being an entrepreneur, which was 10 years ago, um, is becoming really kind of addicted and obsessed with personal growth. Mm. Um, so when I first got into this kind of world of entrepreneurs, I remember looking around at people and thinking I could never be like that. You know, like um, I was terrified of public speaking and um, I really hadn't found like my adult voice yet. Um, 
And I just became obsessed with kind of watching people that were doing things I wanted to do and, um, you know, watching how they, you know, conducted themselves, watching where they spent their money, you know, like who they were surrounding themselves with and just kind of became addicted to bettering myself and becoming the, you know, the version of myself that I knew I needed to become to be a successful business owner. One of the things that I share all the time, I have a poster in my office that says, if you want to double your business, triple your growth, because your business is only as good as you are. Mm. Yes. And I always, you know, sometimes people see that and they think triple your growth means like triple the size of your audience or, you know, triple the amount of products that you offer or something like that. But to me, it doesn't mean that at all. It means triple your personal growth. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what's crazy is, is that um, I talk to people all the time now about investing back into yourself and investing into your business. And people look at me like I'm crazy sometimes. And um, I think a, one of the biggest objections I hear is, well, I can't invest in myself until I have the money, right? Until I have the income. Mm -hmm. And um, I've made some crazy investments, especially over the past three years. Um, I mean, if I told you the number, you would probably be like, what? Um, or maybe you wouldn't, but, um, <laughs> I get that. I do. But, um, you know, I, I've told people that before, you know, I'll say, you know, I've spent upwards of $30,000 on, um, personal growth and personal development and skilling up in my business over the past couple of years. And people will say things to me like, well, that's great for you. You know, I'm glad that you were able to do that, but I'm just not there yet. And the truth is, is that I didn't have that money. Mm -hmm. You know, it was it was not like I had $30,000 sitting in a bank account ready to spend on something. Um, but I really, really understand the value of investing back into your business, learning new skills and almost putting your back against the wall. Yeah. One of the things that I tell my clients when they have similar reservations about spending money on themselves is it demands a higher version of you. Yes. Like when you, then I think that's when you say put your back against a wall, that's what it means to me. I have put myself in situations where really the only viable option was level up, was work harder, take it more seriously, do the work with a higher level of commitment and focus than you ever have before. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. And always like, you know, there's no destination to like getting to your best self. I really don't believe that. I believe that it's always a journey and I'm always looking to up level to that next thing. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it's, it's always like, what's that next thing that I'm going to improve on? What's that next thing that I'm going to invest my time in, my money in to really get to that next pace of, place of growth for myself? Do you think that investing in yourself has to be financial. Like, do you think that upgrading your mindset is something that has to cost money? I do not think so. Um, I think that um, you can read books, you can listen to podcasts, you can surround yourself with people that are going to make you think at a higher level. Um, but I do think that at some point in your journey, especially as a business owner, that I think it's healthy to put money behind something and to, you know, put yourself in a position where you're like, this is a little scary. Yeah. Um, this is out of my comfort zone because I really believe that that is when you hold yourself to a higher standard. Um, and when 
really big growth really happens. Yeah, I think often about how we are so quick to invest in things outside of ourselves, even if it's like shoes and clothes, right? We, we don't even think twice about investing in those or investing in a home or investing in a car. And yet the quality of our lives and the extent of our success really can only go as far as we have gone as individuals. Right. So to me, even though I get how it can seem not feasible or not ideal or not easy to invest in yourself, I think that it is the most important investment and that everything else should come after that. I agree with you. And I also think it's like, start small. You know, if if it's buying a $15 self-development book from somebody that you really admire, do that. Yeah. And then kind of go from there. You know, I'm not saying to make these crazy investments overnight, um, but I, I agree with you. I think it's, you know, we spend money on so many different things that don't actually have anything to do with our own personal growth. Um, but we're oftentimes hesitant, um, to put our money, to put our money, you know, on the line in a way that's going to actually help us grow as people. And even like you and I, before we started recording, we're talking a little bit about, about parenting and you're, you're a mom, you've got two girls. And I think about how my mom routinely spent money on our sports teams or, you know, different activities that we were involved in. And there's probably nothing that impacted our growth and development more than how my mom showed up, mm. you know? And as a parent, you know, we were, we were talking about this. I'm, a, I'm about six months pregnant at this point, when this airs, it'll be more than that. But um, there's nothing that I can do to set my child up for success more than making sure I'm the best, healthiest, happiest version of me. That's way more impactful than paying for, you know, AAU basketball or drama classes. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with you. I have, I have two daughters, as you, as you mentioned, and a huge motivation for me doing what I do and, you know, continuing to try and get better as a person is because I want them to see me as, you know, somebody who, who goes after my goals and, um, you know, prioritizes myself and can show up as the best mom for that. And there's something that you said that I think is really important to emphasize, and that is it can be as simple as the investment of $15 in a book, because so much of my growth and evolution in working on myself, which then leads to me being a better partner in my romantic relationships and me being a better business owner and me being a better steward of my finances and me having stronger relationships with everybody in my life, a lot of that started with things that were either very inexpensive or had an investment of my time and energy and belief without an investment of dollars. So journaling, meditation, prayer, networking, investment means a lot of different things. It can mean money, but oftentimes the biggest investment we can make is in believing that it's worth it. Absolutely. I think that's a really good point as well. There's so many different ways that we can invest back into ourselves and financial investment is just really one small piece of it. Yeah. Now let me ask you this because in this 
amazing day and age where there's tons of information and whether it's a book or it's a course or it's a mastermind or it's anything, information is easier than ever to get, whether free or paid. And something that can be a real barrier to growth from my perspective is being really invested in consuming that stuff, yeah. but not necessarily living it, applying it, being changed by it. So for you, as you started making these investments, what is the difference as you see it or as you experienced it in learning these things and thinking in new ways and actually applying it so that you could be changed by it? I think that is such a good point, right? Because you can get totally consumed with just consuming information and, and think that that's an action that's going to grow your business. But the, the truth is, is that you've got to take action on what you're learning. If you're not taking action on what you're learning, you're, you're probably going to stay in the same place, just a really, like probably a smarter version of yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so anytime that I've, you know, invested in anything, whether it's a course or a mastermind um, or a book or anything like that, I always pause afterwards and take action on what it is that I'm learning. And I, I don't make another investment into anything. I don't pour myself into something new um, until I really feel like I have mastered that skill set that I just invested in. Mm. Do you see people that you work with now struggling to implement what they've learned? Yes. And how do you, how do you help them with that? Cause I hear that a lot. Oh, I listen to your podcast, but then when I go through my day, it's like, I'm not paying attention. And so I know these things, but I'm not doing them. Or I read this book and I felt so motivated, but a week later life just seems, feels the same because I just go through the motions. So what is your approach either for yourself and or with your clients for breaking into the routine and what feels automatic to actually implement? Yeah, I think that um, one of the hardest things to do as for myself and, I, and people I've worked with is breaking yourself out of stuck states. Mm -hmm. So it's really easy to kind of get stuck in your own excuses and stuck in your own patterns and things like that. Um, and I definitely find myself doing that as well. Um, so there's one thing that I, I normally do for myself, and I also do this with people that I'm working with, is if every single time you go to give yourself a solution, your response is, yes, but, right? So like, well, why don't you try this? Yeah, I could, but... That to me is like the number one sign that I am stuck. Okay. And it happens all the time, like with my husband, right? I'll, I'll say something to him like, you know, I'm clearly really stuck and he's giving me solutions and I'm annoyed by his solutions, right? And I'm like, yeah, I, I hear what you're saying, but I can't do that because. Mm -hmm. And anytime I get into that place of, of the yes, but place, I know that I am stuck and it's time to find a solution, right? And there's always a solution. It's, it's really whether you're open to going there or not. Yeah. So that's really helped me with my, with my own development, but I hear it now when I'm working with people um, and, and they're, they're just stuck in their own junk, you know, so you can give them every solution on the planet and they could be really good solutions, but they're not hearing you. They're just coming back to you with yes, but right. So even being pointing that out to people and saying, why don't we try a different answer? 
you know, like let, let's try not saying yes, but, and let's see what we can come up with. Just that simple language shift I've found really helps people move forward um, and actually be willing to find a solution because so much of the time we don't take action on things because we're, we're stuck in our own junk. And one thing that stands out to me when you, when you talk about that, and I recognize those patterns in myself and, and in my clients too, I ask myself, do I really want this to be different? Right. Because right now, if I'm saying, well, yeah, but, and listing out all the things that are in my way or all the reasons that I can't, I'm making a stronger case for why I can't change or why I don't want to change or why I'm not willing to do that thing than the case I'm making for why I do want to change. So sometimes reeling it back to, do you want this to be different? Because you can convince yourself either way, you know, like our decisions come primarily from how we convince ourselves. And in those moments when, you know, you're saying to your husband, yeah, but you are working harder to convince yourself of why you can't than why you can. Right. And oftentimes it's really fear, you know, it's not actually that you don't want to solve the problem. It's that if you, if you do find a solution, you have to probably put yourself in a situation that's a little scary to you. Let's talk about fear because that is the thing that probably gets in my way the most. And it's the thing I recognize in my clients the most. And fear takes all forms, fear of change, fear of failure, fear of your outcome being the same as it's been in the past, fear of rejection, fear of judgment, fear of hard work, anything. Yeah. How have you, as you've done this work to upgrade your mindset, how have you tackled the fear monster? What's, what's your approach with that? That's a really good question. You know, I feel like it's something that still to this day probably holds me back often. Mm-hmm. Um, I always try to put myself in situations that are uncomfortable, even if I really don't want to. Mm. Um, and I'm like, I'm a natural introvert. Um, I like, I, I call myself an extroverted introvert. When I'm in social situations, I'm extremely extroverted. Mm-hmm. But I need like five days to recover afterwards. Right. So it it is a lot of work for me sometimes to push myself, to put myself into these situations that feel uncomfortable. Um, but I can give you an example. I used to hate public speaking. Like literally, it made me sick to my stomach. Um, I, I've thrown up before, before I've spoken in front of audiences Um, when I used to finish speaking in front of audience, I'd have a stomach ache for like five or six hours. Mm. Um, it's really something that has been, um, not natural to me. And, um, I've never, ever once turned down the opportunity to do it. Mm. And I think that's the big thing is, is it's easy to say no, to turn down opportunities, to not show up places because you're scared, you don't want to deal with it, it puts you in a position where you might be uncomfortable, um, you might fail, maybe you'll be successful. And I've just made that commitment to myself that I'm going to say yes. I'm going to say yes to every opportunity that presents itself, and I'll figure it out. You know, like, um, jump and build your wings on the way down. That's such a differentiator to me, either the perspective of I try to put myself in uncomfortable situations or I avoid the hell out of them. Right. You know what I mean? Like talk about one of the pillars 
of success. And, and one of the big differences between struggle and success, yeah, it's not that tough to avoid the situations that make you feel uncomfortable and to keep yourself squarely in your comfort zone. But the other way of going about life and going about growth is to seek out those things that make you uncomfortable just as a, as a principle, as a philosophy. I love that. Yeah. That's such a game changer. And I know for me, I like to kind of look at what's behind it. And more often than not, for me personally, is a fear of what other people are going to think. Right. <laughs> about me or about my work or about my opinions or anything like that. And then I just have to come back to, is that who and how I want to be? And is that how I want to represent myself as a woman, as a mother? Is that the example I want to set in this world to my clients? And there's no ambiguity in my answer. Hell no. Right. Yes, exactly. So it's like, it's an obvious choice when you think about that, right? Right. But sometimes the tendency is to just go with the flow of the first thought that comes to your mind as opposed to challenging it. Mm -hmm. And as far as growth goes, we have to challenge our thoughts. Absolutely. Yeah. The other thing too that um, I just thought of as you were speaking is when you make the commitment that like you want more out of life, you know what I mean? Like you're, you don't tolerate playing small anymore, that you really want to play bigger in life and, and you've got a vision for what you want life to be like for you, for your family, for the people you love and care about. Um, your decisions are based around that. Yeah. So it's no longer about yourself. You know what I mean? Like it's no longer about your fears and um, how uncomfortable you're going to be. It's about that big picture that you're now playing for. That's a great point that I would love people to step back and look at. Do you have a vision for who you want to be, for how you want to be, for the way you want your life to go, as opposed to just going through the motions? Yeah. That's a really great exercise for anybody. And especially when, whenever I talk about something like that, and I'm sure you get this a lot as well. People will say, well, I don't know, right? The default is if I say, do you have a vision? I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> or, or what does your vision look like? I don't know. And I always tell people that is where your work begins. That is not where your work ends. You know, that is, that is our starting line. That is not the finish line, even though talk about comfort versus discomfort. It can be very uncomfortable to push past, I don't know. But using that as a tool when you feel that tension, that conflict, this is not how I want to be, that vision piece, that's huge. Thanks for bringing that up because I think that's, that's something that a lot of people probably haven't articulated. Yeah, and really looking back, you know, that's the start of growth. It really is the start. Um, you know, I remember when I first got into being, you know, an entrepreneur and a business owner, I had no visions for my life beyond, you know, hopefully having a decent job that paid the bills. Yeah. And um, once you start really like unraveling where you want to go and, and what you want your life to look like and what you want life to be like for your children and um, the people that you really love, uh, things really start changing. And that's when you get really committed to stepping through that fear and continuing to grow. I journal every single morning about the idea of possibility. 
Yes, I love that. What is possible for my health? What is possible for my finances? What is possible for my business? What is possible for my family? And I think that goes right along with your idea of a vision. The alternative is no vision, is going with what you have without considering what is possible. And I, I couldn't agree with you more that that is the starting point for change. And it makes me think of a question. Mm-hmm. I know there are a lot of people listening who have very full lives, very full schedules. I refuse personally the word busy because I just think that's a choice and it's, it doesn't yeah. really mean anything. It's one of those words that gets tossed around so much like, uh-huh, yeah, we're all busy. Great story. Next. Right. Uh, <laughs> and, and I don't believe, though I have a very full life and a very full calendar and I don't have a lot of free time, I, I'm not busy. I make time for the things that matter to me. But there's a lot of people who, like me and like you, have very full schedules and very full lives. And I know for you, as a wife, as a mom of two kids, as a business owner, and somebody who really values working on yourself and building strong, powerful relationships, it can be easiest to just let your day run you. And then even though you have these grand intentions for change and you have these grand intentions for investing in yourself and exploring possibility, you legitimately feel like there is no time. Yeah. So for you, what does it look like to make the time for the effort that change requires, that growth requires? That's a really good question. And I think that I have two answers for it. (laughs) The first is making it a habit in your every day. So, and this is something I actually recently started working on and doing um, actually thanks to one of my mentors, who's a mutual friend of ours, which is I used to actually complain and say that I didn't have time in the day to journal. I didn't have time in the day to, um, you know, read, read or listen to a podcast or do something that was going to expand my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, I made the commitment to start waking up early. Mm. So my kids wake up at six 30 every day. I wish they slept later, but they just don't. (laughs) And, um, I have to beat them awake if I want to get that time in, in the day, Mm -hmm. because I, I am committed to once they are done with school for the day for really being present with them. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, you know, I started waking up at five 15 in the morning and first thing I do is journal. Mm -hmm. Then I either read or listen to a podcast and I really like have that time for myself to do self-development and that stuff is free. Yeah. You know, that's just a commitment to yourself and, and, and to your, your growth. It it doesn't cost any money. Um, but it's not always easy, you know, especially this time of year in the Northeast, you just kind of want to like throw your phone on the ground when the alarm goes off. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, that's one thing that I've really been committed to changing. And let me tell you, it's not perfect. Um, I've fallen off track for a couple weeks at a time here and there. Sometimes I only get to it two to three days a week, but, um, just committing to the fact that like, I know if I work that stuff in daily and I, it's in my schedule, you know what I mean? Like it's in my schedule every single day. My little Google calendar says self-development five fifteen to six thirty. Yeah. Um, so just making the time for it in that way. So that's, that's my first answer. My second is bigger picture, right? Um, 
and this is personal, but me and my husband are on the same page about where we're going with our life. And sometimes that means sacrifice on both of our ends so that the other one can commit to these, these, you know, bigger activities of scaling up that maybe they need to do. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if that means me missing a weekend sometimes with the family, because I need to go and, you know, do a retreat or be a part of some sort of a mastermind group, um, we're committed to that together. And um, I think that's really important is that if you are in a situation um, where you're married or you have a partner um, and you are not on the same page about what that life vision is, it's going to be really hard to prioritize things like that. Yeah. I love that. And and I love that you, you do it both ways, right? Even if you were single or your husband wasn't on board, you're still doing it at 515 to 16, you know, which I think is huge. And, And I'm like you, I put it in my calendar, but I put everything that is important to me in my calendar because otherwise I'm just hoping that it's going to get done and hope is not a strategy, you know? So I have reading in my calendar. I have connection with people outside of my partner in that. And I need like when, when the connection is on my calendar for today, there are names with it. I'm going to connect with this person and this person at these times because connection is a priority to me. And quite frankly, if I didn't have it on my calendar, it wouldn't get done. Absolutely. The other thing that has been hugely, the other thing that's been hugely helpful for me is when I read something or I have a call with a mentor or I leave a weekend where I've learned a lot, I put that stuff in my calendar too. I go through which are the action steps, the actionable items, or how can I turn these things into actionable items, and I calendar them as opposed to just hoping through osmosis that they enter my consciousness and become a part of my practice. That's never worked for me. I don't have that like (laughs) skill set, but I will go through and say, what of these things that I've learned are actionable? Or if they feel like they're not jumping off the page at me as actionable, how can I turn them into something that I do? And then that goes in my calendar. And sometimes it's a couple weeks out. It doesn't mean I can do something about it that day or the next day, but it's going in my calendar because to me, when you were talking at the start of like observing people who are successful, one of the things that I have observed about people who are successful is that they're intentional about their time. And I think the more you have going on in your life, the more important that it is that you be intentional about your time. And it seems like that's what you're sharing too with, with, calendaring that personal development time and making sure that you're doing what you need to do so that you're available for your kids after school. Yeah. I mean, for me, to be very honest with you, I used to be a hot mess because I was not good at putting things in my calendar. And it became really clear to me, like the, the busier, I know you hate that word, right? But the busier yeah. I got, it became really clear to me that like part of my growth was that it was no longer, uh, you know, well, we'll see where the day goes mm-hmm. kind of attitude. It was, I had to get really intentional with things. Yeah. Either you control your day or your day controls you. Yep. hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of last questions for you. The first is if you could summarize, and I know this is always such a tough thing to do. One, two, maybe three of the biggest mindset shifts that you have made or that you're continuing to work to make. What would those be? Because I know a lot of people like to 
I like to hear it synthesized and summarized, like one, two, three, what would those be? Okay, so <laughs> that's a tough question. I know, right? I would say number one is deciding that the expected, the mundane, the usual, it was not for me. Mm. It just wasn't. I was never going to be happy sitting in a cubicle doing something I didn't love to do. So that's number one. <laughs> that's huge. I mean, yeah, because if you are okay with just the status quo, then you're going to keep it. Yes, exactly. So that's number one. Number two is that um, whatever I want out of life is possible for me. Mm. So, you know, I, I struggled a lot in school growing up. I have learning disabilities and um, I always just shied away from anything that I wasn't good at because I didn't want to get shut down. Mm. So there was a lot of just kind of like settling and just thinking maybe certain things aren't for me. You know, I'm good at some things, but certain things aren't for me. So really deciding that if it's something that I see and I desire, I can accomplish it. Mm, that's major. Major. And like, you know, old demons still sneak in. It's not, it's not perfect, but that's, that was probably a huge one for me too. Um, and then the third is, I would say leadership wise, it's not just about wanting more out of my own life. It's about inspiring others to come on that journey with me. That's huge. That's huge because it's so much easier to make the journey when you have others and it's so much more fulfilling. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it just creates synergy. Yeah. Yeah. And when we're, when we're doing hard things with the support of others who are also doing hard things and when we're creating change with others who are also creating change, we have reinforcements. Yes, exactly. <laughs> that is, you know, I know anybody, especially as a business owner, we know like the more reinforcements, the better. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, we're not meant to do big things alone. Right. Right. And yet so many of us isolate ourselves out of fear or just not being intentional about inviting people along with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's huge. Those are huge. Yeah. Kudos to you because anytime we like have to give a list of three, I know that your answers might be different a week from now than <laughs> now, but those are three really powerful, powerful takeaways. Last question. Yes. Somebody's listening right now. And they really do want to upgrade their mindset. And they really do want to change their lives. And they've tried. But they feel like they're stuck because of the way things have been. They feel like their past is a limitation or a barrier. What would you say to that listener? Find somebody who's doing what you want to do and ask them if they'll mentor you. Mm. That's huge. Mentorship is really something that I hope 
gets a lot more traction. I think it does for business owners, but not as much for people outside of a business circle. And it totally could, and it should. There's no reason not to, whether it's another mom or it's somebody at your gym. Like, There's no reason that mentorship needs to remain fairly isolated to the business realm. No, it's the most powerful thing that I've experienced, I think, in my adult life. Mm. And it doesn't, you know, we talked a lot at the beginning about investing yourself. It doesn't need to be something that's expensive. It doesn't even need to cost money. Yeah. There are people out there that are willing to mentor you um, for free. Yeah. And sometimes it's just about having the courage to, you know, ask the question. You know what I mean? To like call up a friend who's maybe one step ahead of you in some way. Yeah. And saying, I'd like to learn from you. Um, I always say like, you know, it's not about even finding the expert. Sometimes it's just about finding like the first grader to the kindergartner, you know? Absolutely. And sometimes that's a lot more accessible and a lot less intimidating than the expert. I totally agree with you. Yeah. Where can people connect with you? Where can people learn more about how you work with business owners, how you help people get started as business owners, where, where's the best way for people to connect with you and, and your message and the work that you're doing? So I'm definitely most active on my Facebook page. Okay. Um, I do a lot of live video on there, lots of trainings on there, which is uh, Beck Sadek. And I will link that up in the show notes, which everybody can find at primalpotential.com forward slash 671. I will link that up so that everybody can connect with you and and see all the great stuff that you have going on because you are um, full of inspiration. And just what I, one of the things that I like most about you is that you're just really direct and a straight talker like I am, which, which I love. There's no, there's not a lot of fluff. There's uh, just a lot of like real world practical advice and real talk. And I just find that super refreshing. It's the East Coast in us, I think. Totally. <laughs> totally. You got to know it to love it, you know? <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing so openly and so honestly about your own journey because we're all on it, right? It never ends no matter where we're at on the path. So sincerely from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your willingness to share. Yeah. Thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of the Primal Potential Podcast, where my goal is not to inform you, but to transform you. And if you would like to receive free motivation and strategy and recipes, workouts, meal ideas every week right to your inbox, just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. It's a great way to get the tools, the strategies, and the practical implementation assistance that you need to create your own transformation between podcast episodes. Just text the word PRIMAL to the number 44222 or go to primalpotential.com slash join. See you there.